Y'all need to stand up. You can't sit down and listen to this song. Come on, let's praise God this morning. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Upon the Isle of Patmos, a man was cast one day. As he was left alone to die, he began to pray. The Holy Ghost fell on him, the Spirit, he came down. We began to write about the things we saw, the Revelator's name was John. Talked about John the Revelator, saw Jerusalem coming down. Yes, it was John the Revelator, and when he looked around, he saw feet like grass, eyes like fire, heard a great voice say, come up higher. Wrote about the city of God. Out in the spirit praying, John turned around to see if the voice he had heard was what it seemed to be. Just like the many waters, a great trumpet sound. When he said, I am the first and last, the revelator wrote it down. Talking about John, John the revelator, saw Jerusalem coming down. Yes, it was John the revelator. And when he looked around, he saw feet like grass, eyes like fire. Heard a great voice say, come up higher. morning open it up to Luke 6 come on Luke 6 got my Bible amen God is good so good to see Mike something's going on here brother uh, so good to see uh, you this morning I was praying this morning that we'd have a packed house Really, God has blessed us this morning. 
God has blessed us this morning, and sure is good to see Miss Barbara here this morning. I told Miss Barbara get her behind the church. I went over to her house and I prayed with her and said, "Get your behind the church." Did I, Miss Barbara, tell them the truth? I don't lie. Get your behind the church. She said, Pastor, but I just don't feel good. Just don't feel. I'm hurting. She's been on, she has some back problems, and the back problems are so excruciating. The pain is so real that it's crippling her to the point where she just can't even function. I'm going to tell you something about pain, brothers and sisters. It will wither you up and kill you if you let it. I told Miss Barbara, you have two choices. You can sit in this house and die, or you can get up and live. Miss Barbara, I told you I wrote a message after I left your house. I wasn't kidding. I said, Miss Barbara, you can stay in this house and die. Miss B, you can sit there and die, or you can get up and live because God is in the miracle business. You can walk around broke, busting, disgusted, hooked, addicted, struggling, wither away, and die. Or you can say, God, I need your help today. God, I need some strength today. God, I need you today. I read about a man in the Bible who had a withered hand. After I left Miss Barbara's house, I, I began to pray. I said, God, what can I tell him? What do you want me to say today? He said, tell him to get busy living instead of getting busy dying. He said, tell the whole church and the healthy ones especially, not the ones that are 75 years old, but the ones that are 40 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, that are 56 years old, to get busy living, not dying. So my message today is, I want you to stay alive, Miss Barbara, the rest of the church. I want you to stay alive, Brother Tommy, your whole life. Your whole life. Your whole life. The Bible says that none of us are promised tomorrow. So, Miss Vicki, my whole life, I must stay alive. I heard about a pastor, a famous pastor that preached all over the world, had big revival meetings. Thousands of people got saved underneath his ministry. He traveled around. He's a great speaker, a great spokesperson. And, man, God just anointed his ministry. And then one day he started to get sick in his throat, and they had to remove his throat. And, and he thought, well, my ministry's over. I can't do anything. And he began to pray. He said, God, what can I do? God said, well, I know you can't talk right now, but you can write. This man started writing books, and he was sending books all over the place, which one of these books got into a young minister's hand by the name of Joseph Prince. He read that book. Got on fire for God, got saved, got sold out. Even though the man didn't have a voice, he could still do something. Can I say something to you this morning? I want this to sink down in your soul. The Bible says that God's children won't beg. The Bible says that God's children won't beg for nothing. 
So it's time for us to get busy living. It's time for us here this morning. Too many people today, they lose their enthusiasm. At one time, they were excited about your, their future. They were pursuing their dreams. But somewhere along the way, they hit some roadblocks. Things didn't work out. They, had, they didn't get that promotion they wanted. They got involved with someone who wasn't just the one that, that we were supposed to be in. So they had a failed marriage or they had a health issue. Now that has taken the wind out out of their cell they're just going through the motions of life they're breathing but they're not living they've gotten hooked on alcohol and drugs and cocaine and meth they're breathing they're waking up in the morning but they're not living <laughs> i want to say to you this morning god woke my soul up when i left miss barbara's house that we are to live miss melanie all the days of our lives With God, all things are possible. God heals immediately for those who have the faith to be healed. We see people all the time. They're alive, but they're not full of life. What happened to them? I believe they quit dreaming. I believe they quit pursuing their goals. I believe they quit pursuing the, the heart that they had for Christ, especially the Christians who stopped coming to church, who stopped believing in the promises that are written in the Bible. They quit dreaming. Life has took the wind out of their sail. I come to this morning to blow a little wind back into your sail this morning. We have a reason, brothers and sisters, to get up every day. How many hear me today? We have a reason to get up every single day. Miss Barbara, Larry needs you. You got a reason to get up every single day. My kids need me. I'm not done being their daddy yet. I got a reason to get up and get after them every day. And Lord, I have to get after them every day. It seems. We got a reason to live. Somebody needs what you have. The song you sing, Todd, Mary, Jana. Somebody has an ear that needs to hear that song. Somebody needs what you have. If you're a giver, if, 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 if it's a giving spirit you have, but now some, you gave to the wrong person and they took advantage of you and you've closed yourself up say, I ain't helping nobody else. I ain't helping. Every time I try to help somebody, it always screws me over. It always gets, they always get to me. I'm not helping. No, if you have a giving spirit, give because somebody needs what you got to give. Oh, this is real talk in this church. I'm not going to water down anything. We're too close to the ends of time for me to water down anything. We have a reason to get up each and every day. God's given us a destiny. You have a purpose. Don't just think that you showed up on earth for no purpose. The Bible says that God knew you before you were born. God has an assignment for you. There's something he wants you to accomplish. Somebody needs what you have. Somebody needs your love. Somebody needs your smile. Somebody needs your encouragement. You were created to make it a difference and leave an impact on this world. God is going to use you to make this world a better place. Somebody give God a praise this morning. I want you to touch three people and say, God is going to use you to make this world a better place. On the inside of you, there's a dream, there's a desire, there's a hope. 
there's a future on the inside of you. God created something inside of you. I'm asking you today to get up. Don't sit there and just let the wind be knocked out of your cell. Don't let that failed relationship, that broken dream, that thing that didn't work out. You see, because if we're not careful, Miss Barbara, we'll lay down and die. Alto, if we're not careful, we'll let that addiction, that heartbreak, kill us, destroy us, keep us from God's best for our life. I don't know about you, but I want God's best for my life. And I have been run through, beat up, pushed down, and I'm still here today to tell you, it takes everything I got to get up and put one foot in front of the other today. But I promise God that if you, if you would just give me an opportunity, if you would just save me, that I would share your name with whoever would listen. That was 10 years ago. I said, God, if you would just save my old wretched soul, if you would give me that grace we sang about, that mercy that we talked about this morning, I would tell everybody about you. And I wouldn't sugarcoat it. I would tell them right now, get saved today, the final hour. Don't put your hands on the plow and take a look back. Go forward, go forward, go forward. Press on, press on, press on. I told him, I said, if you just give me that, that day. See, life has a way of withering us up. Just like the leaves that fall from the trees. It's just this time of year, it's our fall festival. Just like leaves that fall from the tree. Did you know when a leaf falls from the tree, the leaf don't just die that day. It takes some time. Laying there without the proper nutrition. Laying there without being connected to the tree, connected to the root system. It begins to dry, to die. It begins to wither up. It begins to fade away. In the Bible, Jesus talked about this man. It doesn't give the man's name. It doesn't tell us what he does. It just says he's the man with the withered hand. It's interesting. This man could walk. He could talk. He had friends, but he had a withered hand. And this is symbolic. It means that he didn't hold on to anything. Life just kept passing him by because he had a withered hand. He, he, he made excuse after excuse after excuse why he wasn't going to work. Why he wasn't getting out there and opening up his heart for a new relationship. Why he wasn't uh, pursuing God with his very best because he had a withered hand. He made excuses. Listen to me. Touch three people and say, stop making excuses this day. When me and Mary got a new house, somebody gave us this plant. <laughs> Ain't it so lovely? It's a beautiful plant when we got it. It was sitting there and it said, welcome to your new home. Uh, the people that we bought the home from, they left it with a little card that said, welcome to your new home. They gave us this beautiful plant. And every day we went out and we'd water it and we'd talk to it. Wake up, plants. Good morning, plant. And, and, and over time, we got busy, and, 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 and we began to forget about it. We began to not water it every day. We began to not talk to it every day. And eventually, watch this. Watch this. This is symbolic to your lesson today. Eventually, it died. We didn't even know it died, Miss Barbara. We didn't even have a clue, Scott, that it died. You helped me take care of my yard. You didn't tell me. Eventually it died and we didn't even know it. Till one day I walked out there and said, Oh man, that plant is dead. 
I, you know what? That's the way we can be too. If every day we're not praying. If every day we're not believing and reaching and reading our Bible. Our spiritual life will wither away. And then we'll make excuses why we don't go to church. And we'll make excuses why we can't help at the fall festival. And we'll make excuses why we can't give our money. Listen to me. You have to activate your faith to grow into something beautiful. You, come on, somebody. You have to activate your faith. You got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. You know, sometimes we just get lazy. I remember days I didn't want to go fill up the water, so I just set it out in the yard. When it was raining, I just set it out there. I think I gave it too much water and it drowned it. <laughs> you know, the man with a withered hand, we're going to hear about Luke 6 6. Open your Bible. Luke 6 6. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that Jesus, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him, whether he would be healed on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him, being Jesus. But he knew their thoughts. Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Rise up! Stand forth in the middle. And he rose and he stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil, to save lives or destroy lives? And looking around about upon them all, he said unto the man with a withered hand, Stretch forth thou hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole at his other hand. And they were filled. Now the, the, the haters are going to come out, brothers and sisters. And they were filled with madness and communed one with another that they might do something to Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we need to stretch forth our hand. We need to stretch forth our faith this morning. Quit saying that you can't and start saying that you can. With God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody hear me this morning. It's very symbolic, this lesson, because I hear so many people say, I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm always going to be broke. Quit saying that. Stretch out your hand. I'm never going to get married. I've tried to get married. I, I, it didn't work out. I tried to get married again. It didn't work out. I tried to get married. And listen, in Texas, you can only do it seven times. You might have to travel out state. But listen to me this morning. Maybe the next time you try, opening up your heart, asking God to bring you a godly spouse. And then when God does it, say, God, thank you. Thank you for this gift of this man. Thank you for this gift of this woman. Thank you, Lord. I know my first two marriages didn't work out, but I'm going to be the best godly husband I can be. I'm going to be the best godly wife that I can be. So many people I hear today, they say, I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to get past this illness. I'm never going to get better. I love what Jesus said to the man with the withered hand. He didn't even, listen, this is what I love about Jesus. He didn't have no sympathy on him. He didn't have no sympathy on him. Sometimes we need to stop having sympathy on people. Jesus didn't have no sympathy on this man. 
He didn't. He showed him grace. He showed him mercy. But the man had to activize his faith by standing in the middle. Jesus didn't say, I feel sorry for you. Come here. Miss Barbara, I didn't come over to tell you I felt sorry for you. I didn't. I don't feel sorry for you. Jesus told the man to stand up in the middle. He told him, stand up. And so the man had to activate his faith. He had to activate his faith. So the man stood up. And then Jesus said something so symbolic for you and I today. He said, stretch out your hand. Now that man, Tommy, could have made a choice. Brother Lyle, that man had a choice to make. He could have said, I can't get my hand up. It's withered. No, I'm not going to. What's he going to do to my hand? What, what's going to happen if? What's going to happen? Then I might have to start working if I got two hands. Then I might have to. Come on. You know how people, huh? You know how people are. They'd rather get on welfare than get out there and get well. Come on, somebody. That's the world we live in today. They want a hand out, not a hand up. But this man, Brother Vic, he had to activate his faith by sticking his hand in the hand of the man who made him. Mr. Barber, your faith has made you whole. Your back is going to get completely healed in the name of Jesus. Miss Vicky's faith is making her whole. Every day her headaches are going away. They're subsiding. She might have a bad day here and there, but she keeps pressing forward. She don't lay down. She keeps sticking her hand out. You need to keep sticking your hand out. Yeah, maybe you tried to quit drinking. Maybe you did the best you could to quit smoking them cigarettes. Maybe you tried to get through with that meth and you failed and you're back on it again. But today is a symbolic day for you. You can either wither away and die or you can begin to grow by giving your life to Christ. Maybe you're here this morning saying, but, doc, but, but the doctor says, but the doctor says, but the doctor says, I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the doctor says. But my bank account says, Pastor Mark, I can't get a package of hot dogs this week. I don't care what your bank account says. God will throw a $20 bill in front of you. You can take that $20 bill and you say, yeah, we're going to Red Lobster. Or you could take that $20 bill and say, I know it was God that put it in front of me. And I know what God wants me to do with it. He wants me to take 10 for me. And he wants me to give that other 10 to buy supplies. Activate your faith. That man activated his faith. I love what Jesus said to this man. He didn't necessarily co confront him. He didn't say, I feel sorry for you. He didn't say anything like that. He said, hey, if you want it, stretch for it. That man had to make a decision with what he had. He had to take that first step of faith. Let me ask you this morning. Are you going to stretch forth your faith? How long have you been using excuses to get where you need to be with Christ? Following your dreams. Reaching your goals. He could have come up with all kinds of excuses that would have kept him right there. But he was bold enough to believe that God could restore him. He believed that God could give him a new beginning. He didn't. He didn't making excuses he activated his faith by stretching out his hand some of you here today at Caney Creek Cowboy Church you're breathing but you're not living you're breathing you're waking up in the morning but you're not living some of you are living in sin and that sin is keeping you from God's best you think, well, I'm just going to shack up with her. I'll just do this or I'll keep doing drugs or I'll keep lying. I'll keep cheating. Listen, to get the best life today, this moment, 
You've got to surrender your life to the Lord and ask Him to remove the sin out of your life. You know, I've been doing this a long time. Some of you here today at Caney Creek Cowboy Church, you're breathing, but you're not really living. Some of you are breathing. Some of you are waking up in the morning. But all of your goals, you're not reaching them. All your dreams, you're not grabbing a hold of them. I think right now is the time to evaluate yourself. To be ready to stretch. Say, Lord, in this area of my life, I am a bit withered. Can you help me? In this area of my life, Lord, I am a bit broken. Can you put me back together? In this area of my life, Lord, I can't quit this on my own. But, Lord, could you help me quit this? With God, all things are possible. Maybe like the man with the withered hand, you tried and you failed. You tried and you failed. One disappointment after another, one disappointment. But God is saying to you today to stretch out your hand. God is saying to you to do something that you've never done before. To get to a place that you've never done something before. To, to, for Miss Vicky to get to the place where she is today, she had to do something that she had never done before. She had to start. When I asked her to be my youth pastor... She looked at me like, you're crazy. Is he talking to me? I don't think I can do that. But to get to the place where she was, she had to start. Same thing for Miss Mary. Same thing for Mark Grimes. Same thing for my wife. When I asked her to sing for the first time, she said, I quit the church. <laughs> I said, you can't quit the church, woman. I need you. To activate your faith, you got to start and go and, and, and believe that you can do something that you've never done before. God is saying to you this morning to stretch out your faith. Get rid of that wrong mindset. Maybe your parents, listen to me, maybe your parents told you never amount to nothing. Maybe your coach said you were no good. Maybe somebody along the way said that you don't have what it takes, but I'm here to tell you, don't believe into that lie. Stretch out your hand. Watch this. Maybe your own thoughts are telling you you're never going to get better. Maybe your own mind is saying, I'm never going to be drug-free or alcohol-free. Listen, don't buy into the lie of your own mind. Start replacing those thoughts with good thoughts. Say, Lord, I know that I may not be 100% today, but tomorrow I'll be 10% closer than I was yesterday. God is saying, and, and I love this, I can't be done until I get this out. God is saying, Cowboy Church, this is your year to do something that you've never done before. But you say, Pastor Mark, it's already the end of October. I don't care. Quit making excuses. you got November and December to get at it. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Maybe you tried a thousand times and hit a thousand brick walls. But today the wall comes crumbling down. Maybe you signed up over and over again, but never made it to the front. Today you're coming to the front. God says the walls are coming down. I still have plans for you. As long as you believe and you activate your faith, I'll, I'll come good on my promises, the Lord says. The Lord says, I am the Lord. I do not lie. If we're going to keep our life from withering away, if we're going to live, Miss B, listen to me, you need to listen. If we're going to live our best life now, if we're going to live with what God has inside of us, if we're going to, if we're going to reach our goals and our purpose, then we've got to believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. That we have to make our minds up. We've got to begin to sing our praises to God. Who can sing? All of us can. If we have a voice, we can sing our praises to God.
You can activate, listen, like watering, you can activate your life by singing praises to God. Saying, Lord, I know today that my car is running on three legs, but tomorrow you got one that runs on four. I may be crippled today, Lord, but I know tomorrow I'm going to be able to get up out of this wheelchair. Lord, I may not be head of the class today, but I know I'll be ahead of the class tomorrow. I may be getting bullied today, but tomorrow I'll be protecting bullies. I'm going to do my push-ups. I'm going to do my set-ups. And when Big Steve comes with his one tooth, I'm going to knock out his other tooth, Lord. I'm just going to keep on singing my praises, watering my faith. God's Word is alive, full of power. I talked to this young man the other day. He said, but I failed. I said, every one of us failed from time to time. I talked to this young man. I said, joy cometh in the morning. Tomorrow is a new day. You may not have made it today. You may have had a rough day. We all have rough days, Miss Barbara. We all have rough days, Farron. But today is a new day. We have to stretch forth our faith, activate what God has told us. David said in Psalms, verse 1, verse 3, he said, If you'll meditate on God's promises, you will be like the tree that is planted by the water. Your leaves will not wither, and whatever you do will prosper. Listen to me. I'm done. With a personal relationship with Jesus, you will outlast every attack. Somebody receive that. Touch three people and say, you will outlast every attack. With a personal relationship with Jesus. Let me hear you. With a personal relationship with Jesus. Come on, let me hear you one more time. Come on, one more time. With a personal relationship. With Jesus, you will outlast every attack. You will overcome every obstacle. You will defeat every enemy. And you will see every dream come to pass. With Jesus, you will overcome, adapt. See all your dreams come to pass. And if today you feel a bit withered, I believe your leaf can come back to life. Maybe this was a bad week for you too. I started getting disappointed. I'm done. I started getting disappointed about our work days. Listen to me. Look at me. Don't, don't look away. This is your big moment with God. I had a big moment with God yesterday. Started getting disappointed about our work days. We have work days last two or three months, and one or two people show up, six, seven people show up. I started getting disappointed. I started getting discouraged. I started feeling sorry for myself. I started saying, well, maybe, Lord... The fire has gone out in the church. Maybe, Lord, these people just don't care about your place like I do. Maybe, Lord, I'll just hire help. I know the offering's gone up. We're doing better, Lord. Maybe I'll just hire help and not worry about asking anybody to come on a Saturday and work. I started getting discouraged. I started getting heartbroken. I started saying, man, maybe, we're, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe if they get a new pastor, maybe if they get a new leadership team, maybe, maybe it's me. And maybe if I, if I leave, the next person will come and people will want to come and help and paint and, 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 and fix a fence and, and, and milk a cow, you know, whatever we're doing. I started getting discouraged. I started getting heartbroken. But I said, I'm going to try it one more time, Lord. For this fall festival, I'm going to ask the church to come every Saturday till we get something done. I'm going to say, church, please show up and help. Last week it got rained. 
we started our work day and it began to rain and I said, ah, oh. but I got a praise report. One of the brothers in the church said, Brother Mark, it was raining, but several still stayed and worked in the rain. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. But I knew that there was so much to do. There was so much work to get done. So I called for another work day. And, and I heard the enemy say, nobody's going to come. You can call all you want to, but nobody's going to come. But I began to believe that our best days are ahead of us, Cowboy Church. Amen. Something inside of me, Brother Lyle, came alive. Something inside of me said, you know what? If no one will go to work day, I'm going to go to work day. I told Mary, get yourself dressed. Listen, we're going to go, and we're going to work very hard. We're going to do our part, and we'll see if anybody shows up or not. Yesterday, I got here, and there was just one or two people. I heard the devil say, see, I told you. I said, listen, devil, get out of here. We're going to have a great work day. I don't believe this church should wither up and die. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. Maybe you're not physically able to do something like paint, climb up on a roof, bend over, but you can do something. Maybe you can bring some of the ones that are able a cup of coffee, some tea. I began to feel bad. I began, I began to I saw them two or three people, and the enemy said, see, I told you, it's just withered up. It's dead. I said, listen, devil, I ain't buying that today. God said to have a fall festival. God showed me that thousands were coming. I know that my brothers and sisters are going to help me. I just began to believe. I just began to believe. All of a sudden, cars started coming down the driveway. People started showing up, five or six to a carload. I said, Lord, you're just so good. Come on, somebody. You're just so good. And then God just showed out. See, he's good. Then he shows off. I called for a work day that was from 8 to 12. At 6.30, I was in my office writing my message. And I looked out the window and there were still people out here working. They had been here almost 14 hours yesterday working and serving God. I don't want you to wither up either. I don't. My heart's crying for you today not to wither up and die. When Mary's dad, Frank, Fred, died, not Frank, Fred, Mr. Fred, when Mr. Fred died, we were so worried that Mary's mom was just going to die too. You know, when you love somebody so much and then God takes them home and, you know, you just, you just begin to worry. We worried that Miss Ruby would just maybe wither away and die. We all watched her. She's got sisters and brothers, and we took our turns going over there on the weekends. After about three or four weeks of mourning, five or six weeks of mourning, we went over there to take our turn to sit with Miss Ruby. But Miss Ruby wasn't home. See, Miss Ruby drove a Ford Explorer, and it was hooked up to her 22-foot camper. And she was at the lake. She didn't tell nobody where she was going. Her friends who her and Fred had been camping with all their life were going to the lake that week. They had called and said, Ruby, we want you to go to the lake with us. 
And Ruby says, well, I think I can get my, my, my truck hooked up to the camper, but I don't know if I can back it in one of those spots. Well, they said, if you can get here, we'll get you back then to the spot. Me and Mary and Justin Dalton showed up at the house. It was our turn to sit with her. There was a note on the door that said, I'm not here. I'm at the lake. <laughs> From that day forward, Miss Ruby lived the rest of her life. She would get in her car and she would drive down here from Waco, Texas to hear me preach, to watch a rodeo, to sit out there by those bleachers in her chair and just watch God, what God was doing in Mary's life. She's a great influence on us. I want you to make your mind up today that you're going to live. I don't see my life without Miss Barbara in it. I don't see my church without you here. Make your mind up today. I know that there are circumstances and illnesses and, and troubles and hardships that keep us away from time to time. But I want to encourage you in those dark times to stretch out your hand. And I promise you, God will do a new thing. A beautiful thing. You won't even know that that's happened when God gets through with you. You'll never know. You'll never know that I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, an ex-con. When God gets through with you and he heals you, you'll never even know you are sick. <laughs> when God fixes your marriage and people see the love you have for one another you'll never even know your marriage had troubles in it come on somebody every head bowed and every eye closed Father God thank you for this day thank you for this day stand with me church stand with me thank you for this day Lord Father we just bring you the honor and the glory for everything Father, we thank you this morning. We praise your holy name. I'm thankful for you opening up my eyes. <laughs> that you're not done with this church. Amen. There are people here that care about lost people like I do. And like you do, Lord. Thank you for the volunteers. I know that it's not just about the work day yesterday. There are some of you that work here all the time. I appreciate you. I thank you. Maybe you're here today and you've hit a thousand roadblocks. I'm asking in Jesus' name for the walls to come crashing down. That you can be opened up to a new way of living. A new life. Would you give your heart to Jesus this very moment? Would you give your life? Would you turn your life over to Jesus this morning? Pray with me right now. You say, Brother Mark. <laughs> you say, Brother Mark. You've been preaching to me this hour. Not me, sister. Not me, brother. It's the Lord that's been talking to you for an hour. He gets the credit for this. He gets the glory for this. 
give your life to the Lord. Don't worry about anybody else around you. Just pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life. I want a new life today. Come into my heart and change me. I give you my heart, my mind. My, pray with me. I give you my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my addictions. I give it all to you today. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that three days later you rose from the dead. Come into my life and live. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that with me, would you slip up your hand? Would you stretch forth your hand? Let me see you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now I'd ask the whole church to stretch forth the right hand. The whole church, stretch forth your right hand. The whole church, stretch forth your right hand. Father God, with these hands stretched forth, we're believing and we're activating our faith, Lord, that you would take us to a new level. Would you take us to where we're supposed to be, to be doing your work, Lord? Keep your hands stretched out. By stretching out your hand, you're saying, Lord, use me. Lord, I want to be faithful. Use me, Lord. Lord, heal me. Heal my heart. Heal my back. Heal this cancer, Lord. Lord, heal my mind. I don't want to be a negative person no more. I'm stretching. Lord, I, I want to save souls. I want to have my own ministry. I want to stretch out my hand, Lord. Say, Lord, fix me today so that my testimony is never jeopardized. Lord, I'm stretching out my hand in Jesus' name today. Father, I thank you for our time together. Thank you for everything that's took place. We believe in the word. We believe what we were taught today. And we receive it through the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise.